and dwellers. Hosted by your boy, Jacob Santoro, and Christian Talone. You're blabbering about unnecessary stuff. Cut it out. Don't forget to hit that like, subscribe button to get all the updates from the channel, too. Tell me what your hand's doing over that button first. But for now, just lounge out, kick back. Cause I got a fresh one right here delivered to your speakers. Lock in. Here we are after a week break. I oh shit! I had my birthday shenanigans. We went to a couple concerts. We've uh, lived a little bit of life. We've learned a lot along the way, and it's the friendships that matter. I botched that. It's that people at shows fucking suck. That's right. It is episode one hundred two now. Ah, part made it part of the Century Club. We did it, man. Um, we're close to retirement, uh, as you can tell that we're kind of over this. How rich we are! Now. With us yeah. today, we're very excited to have a returning guest. Uh, we had a little bit of a mishap last time he was here due to a power outage, but it is local Christian's brother and CrossFit enthusiast. It's Davian. <laughs> CrossFit enthusiast. Hey, Davian, welcome to the show. What's up, guys? You're also doing us a huge favor, by the way. You are also manning the helm, which we appreciate. Uh, I was going to say this might just be a theme where we just have our guests do it. It's so we've had a couple people try to try to do this and um yeah every time which is just, just a different person so yeah. we appreciate you helping us out and welcome davian how's it going thanks man it's good it's your first time at the uh the new setup it's what, the first time yeah what, new, new house new house new setup more stuff glowing up that's right man we're taking over the world we were just discussing our uh infinite knowledge on fitness as we all you know as you can tell we're as you can tell we're all pretty huge specimens of humanity i don't know i did do a 80 pound preacher curl today if i don't uh not to glow preacher curl i did like like bar uh yeah i was the 80 pounds i have 80 pounds we gotta yeah you have to prove that later i will i'm I'm a little sore as you can tell (laughs) Uh, i'm nice and pumped right uh now you know was it on a machine or was it free weights it was the it was the preacher curl machine machine yeah no but i made sure that it was just the one it didn't have the the, the next you're gonna tell me you do cables uh, what's that what's the, oh is that where you do the where you do the thing like the bow the bow flex it's just for me i've always been like i always make jokes about how like free weights are like peak like yeah. if you could free weight anything do it yeah right um and then like second is cables Right, because cables give you a little bit more stability, and then last is machines. Like if it's a dedicated machine, I'm just like, yeah, the machines doing half the work for you. I don't know, Davian. <laughs> do you feel like there's a there's a real concernable difference between like those three things? Um, I like I like it all honestly. Like when it comes to lifting for stability, I like the free weights, but like tension, like when you're lifting with cables, like the tension's always there. Like like when you when you're going down, it's still tension. You know, when you're dropping the weight freehand. You can just drop. So yeah. it's kind of different. It's just the tension and everything. If you suck, maybe. <laughs> I go slow. I'm like, oh, yeah. Did oh, you yeah. Yeah. The whole yeah. way. Yeah. That's, the right, that's the right way of doing it. Otherwise, you break your arm, you know? Yeah. Davian, what is your uh, exertion noise? How does it sound? <laughs> I'll uh, go next. Oh, I'm like a screamer. Really? I'm, I'm a screamer. I, I go like, Ooh, like really? Like, like I'm a big breather because that's what I was taught, like by my weightlifting coach back in the day. Like, and I'm assuming your dad. No, it wasn't my dad. It was a uh, Kavika. Shout out Kavika. Uh, uh, yeah, he's the one that taught me about hydraulic breathing. Yeah, you guys ever heard of that? I, yeah. No, yeah. I don't know what that is. Well, why don't you explain it to to Christian as if he's never to heard of it before? The layman here who yeah. definitely are not in this room. All right. <laughs> So it's pretty much like anytime you're going against gravity in a lift. So like, yeah. you know, squat, mm-hmm. you know, deadlift. Anytime you're going against gravity, 
you want to breathe out. So take your deep breath in. Like, so if you're doing a squat, so, you know? Yeah. So usually when I breathe out, Ah! <laughs> okay. That's cool. I told, I told Christian that because Christian was like, "Oh, my biggest problem is that I don't breathe," I and don't I'm like, breathe. "Dude, like you scare me." I squint, dude. I shoot out like a little. Everybody has it. Yeah, see, everybody. <laughs> is that what you do? Everybody has their little. No, yeah. dude. I said already on the show that I have the most embarrassing. Like, I sound like I'm just getting it from the back. Like, I feel like my back's getting blown out. Because like especially so like especially when I do he said he was gonna hit from the back yeah dude, like, so, like, so like when I'm doing like 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 incline chest press and like that's the one you know like most dudes you kind of peacock a little bit so like I'll grab like the fifty five or sixties you know for me that's a lot and I'm like doing this and by like the eighth rep I'm just like oh <laughs> oh. oh god oh. That's so good oh. like, I just, yeah so it just looks like I'm busting nuts like and like because one time because one time I was with, when I lived in California I was at a gym and I don't remember the name but it because I go to Planet Fitness which has no free weights other than dumbbells and then they have bar, the bars they have bars but only up to like sixty pounds right yeah. so I think it was LA Fitness because they have a whole area for um like like deadlifts and stuff like that. And I remember like like the one time I was doing squats with like with my uncle, uh, I, I like I was like Psh, and I went up and I was like yeah like that you know, <laughs> and I was like woo yeah and I I high fived him as I turned around I was like uh oh like I was like I really felt like just like, yeah. like I was like and I watched those videos of those dudes doing that where they're like knees are buckling and shit and they drop it and they just fall. And I think that's why I'm afraid to like yell. That was me, dude. When I <laughs> Jacob made me fireman carry him the other day, <laughs> I did it. I got him up there. Whatever. I'm um, sure you did. But tell him the aftermath when you're done. But yeah, my legs were like shaking, dude. Like, yeah, I was, I was buckling. Dude, yeah, he and, then, and then I threw on my back. Uh, it still hurts. <laughs> he texted me. He's like, "Look, it was like it was like almost a month ago he, now. He crushed my spine. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. <laughs> yeah, dude. I got him up and I was <laughs> it's like that. Uh, like, got tweaked. Dude. Like, I, it was like first. And I like hell. I was like, I was like, Jake, I think I actually hurt myself. And I went down. I was like, I can't go shower. And I went to go shower. And I'm just like butt naked, like in the bathroom, just like, just make sure he's still got the mobility. Yeah, you gotta like, make sure you stretch. It's like that, like that always. Anything. I definitely I've, didn't stretch before. I've that, broken but, every bone in my hand. Yeah, dude, that's what it felt like. Fuck. Like, yeah, I wasn't even able to like walk right for all. It was weird. I remember walking backwards, like hurt really bad. Walking backwards. Yeah. So I don't know, but it's 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 been getting better. It's still a little sore, but it's that I could I could lift again. So and for those people who don't know, if the resemblance isn't uh, uncanny, uh, you guys are brothers. Also, we are so brothers. You guys look exactly alike. Can you tell? Look into the camera, please. Look at my camera. <laughs> what the? Yeah, this is it's brothers. <laughs> Some brotherly love. I know that. I'm sure that growing up, you guys are what two years apart. Uh, like a year and a half. Year and a half. Yeah. I mean, I've important heard, distinction. I've heard all the stories about sibling rivalry he's amongst got, you two. He's got like what, like three inches on him. He's he's taller than me. I'm a little bit taller. Davian's had a much easier life because he's white and taller than me. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm when I'm little, the brown little short light kid. skin more than most. That's why Took when uh, my mom. Whenever we're having roommate meetings at the end of the day, all I think is whatever. I'm the tallest guy in this house. That's why you so. got ridiculed the whole time we were growing up. Our whole yeah. family would call him Wedito. What yeah. does that mean? Huh? It means white boy. Really? <laughs> Gringo. Yeah. Yeah. I never really noticed that you were you were much lighter than your siblings. Yeah, me and Sabrina are kind of the light ones. Him and Bree are the the, the brown ones. <laughs> <laughs> the dirty ones. Yeah, yeah. Just my dad's super brown. My mom's kind of light. Our Mexican family is kind of like. Lighter yeah. skin from like, the same uh, area though, aren't they? Yeah, but well, for some reason they're just like well, lighter skin. Dad's side of the family is dark. Yeah, and then mom's side of the family is lighter for sure. Yeah, yeah. So. 
Right. It kind of came out half and half. Yeah, so, kind of worked out. He used to get upset about that, too. When people would call him Gringo Guarito, I'm like, you didn't realize what a freaking leg up you have in the world. Like, <laughs> <laughs> were you guys Were you guys pretty, like, uh, like, like in, in anything, I guess? It's like, like, did you guys have, like, a Mario and Luigi type dynamic where it was just, like, if you're uh, playing yeah. Pokemon. I was always I the red guy. Yeah, I was he, always player one. Yeah. I was always Mario. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, he's just player I just accepted it. Yeah, I was always used to being Luigi. Yeah, I remember. I don't have. I don't have <laughs> yeah, I mean you're taller, so I mean I get it. Uh, I, I, what's wrong, Green Mario? Uh, <laughs> um, you know, I because I, I don't have siblings. Uh, like at, at like that age, it's like my 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 brothers are both fifteen and fourteen. Yeah. So it's like they just did whatever I wanted to do. So like one thing that always drove me crazy is that for a brief moment in time, my brother Aiden was really into Street Fighter. But he had the theory that like I was picking characters that I knew were just the best ones. So we always just did mirror matches. Like he never wanted to do his own thing. He's always just played uh, the same character. Right, yeah. So it's like, like dual scorpion. Right. Like. I like, feel like I felt that way a lot of the time sometimes. Like he always get the best character. Like he would always pick it first. And like even if I was like <laughs> – even if I did pick it, like I feel like we'd have arguments. No, like... you got you got you got pretty nasty at some games. Like uh, what was it, Soul Calibur? Like you Soul played, Calibur. you Back made Cervantes. The... I wouldn't, I wouldn't touch Cervantes, but you were pretty good with him. That Cervantes was, and uh, Mag- Maxi. You know what's funny, and this is why I always say that's just like, like I definitely feel like I've known Christian for so long that we're brothers, is because I am that brother that like if we get into and I'm and I used to be ashamed to admit this until Christian was like, dude, just stop. Like <laughs> immediately, like we get into Warhammer. And I'm like, yeah, I'll play this this faction. I have a lot of fun. The first thing I do, what is the best 40k <laughs> faction? And like, so it's funny that like you think that you're just like, oh, he always picked like the best character. It's like he just looks for things aesthetically. I look for things I like, like those like red guys. I yeah. was just like, and they're vampires, cool. I like right. guys. <laughs> well, it's just like out of nowhere, one day I'm just like, hey, I think I'm gonna play Adeptus Sororitas, which is literally just an army full of just like battle ladies. They're nuns. It, they're like the, like killer nuns. Yeah, like they're pretty cool. sweet. But he was just like, okay. You know, it's like the first time we played, like I was so prepared and I was just like, okay, I got this, 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 this. He's like, what the fuck? And he, he knew, I'll never forget. I don't know if you remember, but it was when I lived in Chandler uh-huh. and I was playing them. You literally, he looked at me. He's like, how many, how much research did you do on this, Jacob? <laughs> I was like, what? Cause I'm a horrible liar. I'm like, nah, man. So now everything we do, every game we talk about playing, I'm like, I can't help it. I knew he was, it's, that's half the reason I stopped playing magic with him. Is because all of his decks were just like just win, 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 win. Like Dude. it was, like, it was like just win strategies, and that was like his whole deck. I was like, man, your deck ain't got no flavor. It ain't got no story. All these cards together don't even make sense. I was always like, uh, you know, like my decks are always just cool and storytelling, and Jacob's decks were just kill machines. Bummed me out. Yeah. Um, do you remember that story, or do you remember when we moved to California and mm-hmm. Mom gave my decked out Yu-Gi-Oh deck away. Gave both of our decks both away. Both of our decks away. Yeah. Do you remember the cards I had in there? Yeah, dude. I don't even remember, but Me I remember too. I used to I remember, you know what I used to do? Um I used to set up my decks and you know, obviously I would cheat, you know. <laughs> I would, <laughs> so, obviously. So, I would set up my deck, you know, just a little shuffle shuffle mm-hmm. of the Put all the good cards oh, on the top. You <laughs> oh, are you wow. just finding this out? Is this an exclusive yeah. right now? Yeah, I was like, there's no way. Oh, my God. Damn. Damn, dude. That's rough. I still want some. Whatever. See, but I appreciate, like, your guys' age gap because, like, nothing was more embarrassing than me being frustrated. Like, when I was 17 at, like, a four-year-old. You know what I mean? And <laughs> yeah. I was just like, oh, my God. You know what I mean? It's just like, I can't do that. You know? And, of course, like, 
with a small child for a brother, it's like you can't really be like pick that shit up right now, bro. Let's run it back. Let's run it back because it's just sad at this point. Like no, I, that that was definitely like a cool part of having a brother so close yeah. to my age. It's like, yeah, we could we could play. <laughs> I think that's why I just became such a dandy boy in my in my life because I had no one to just beat me up or like fight me or like I had cousins, but like again, it's just like I don't know. Living with one, I feel like it's completely different. My older sister used to kick the shit out of me when she would come visit. We had a cousin, or we have a cousin, and he's, like, your age, like, exactly your age. And, um, yeah, we, he, he's pretty much, like, a third brother to us, like, growing up. Because, like, you know, we always, like, were at my grandma's house or at his house or mm-hmm. something. So he had, like, all the cool... He's the one that had the, the N64, and he's mm-hmm. the one that, like, we'd, we'd go to and play Smash and Pokemon Coliseum and shit. Um, I just remember him being soft. <laughs> like, I feel like he was the one that would always get hurt. <laughs> yeah and he was he was a little more sensitive so he's like yeah. we were just tough kids i feel like we just did a lot of stuff like just we, rougher than we, were, and we, we were, would make him do stuff we, like, <laughs> like we would we would me and him would get into this, <laughs> we make him do stuff <laughs> we would like okay so i remember this this one time we were like in my parents room and like we were like climbing on top of the entertainment center yeah. and jumping off onto the bed. Yeah, and we did. We literally were like, "Hey, come do this with us. This yeah. is really fun." And, and we got up on top, and then he like misstepped and like stepped oh. on the TV. It was back when we had those like really long oh, TVs. Oh yeah, you know? dude. yeah. So he stepped on the TV and. Like, broke a hole in it. His foot went into the TV. Yeah, he, had went burn, in. he had burn marks on his foot. Wow. <laughs> yeah, went in. And I just remember that time. And, like, and then I feel bad because, like, a lot, of the, a lot of the time, like, I hear a story. Like, I haven't seen him in a long time. I miss him. Yeah, same. Um, but a lot of the time, all I hear is stories of, like, dang, David used to be so mean to him. I know, dude. Same. <laughs> I'm like, damn, that's probably why he doesn't hang out with like, you anymore. do shit. <laughs> You guys were always stealing his toys. <laughs> yeah, I was like stealing his shirts, like because he would always have like the cool. He would just always have the cool stuff. His, I still have my, a couple my of his shirts. My dad and Big David were always super. They were they were hip, you know. So like, yeah, they were like the cool. They were so uncle. cool to hang out. They're with like and go punk hang rock, nineties like, yeah. goths. This isn't. Oh, I'm sorry. I miss. I I I don't know. Why I was thought. I thought you were talking about your mom's sister, Nancy. Well, like, Nancy too, but uh, no, no they were like OG. Like yeah. Our uncle David had like the big like anthrax beard with like the spiky hair and that's pretty cool. He, yeah. it's, you know what's funny is like I went back like I, I was looking at his, his page the other day and I looked at all of his pictures and like I noticed like in all of his pictures from back in the day he's always wearing like a white t shirt with like tan pants. Hell yeah, dude! <laughs> like, he's like, a big punk rocker guy. Rocker fool, big time. Yeah, I dude. would say that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah see, I didn't have that. He, he taught us a lot of like a lot like what we know about music now. yeah i would That's say cool. he's a big inf- like, him and my tia were both like yeah. big influences on the they got us into tiger army and like, oh, okay Shelly that's Park. cool yeah i had a bunch of kids like uh that i grew up with but they were all like maybe like two or three years younger than me but like it was like a, like i always like i loved that i grew up like, i think this is why i'm such a good like people person and i love making friends is because i had like an ideal Ed, Ed, Nettie life where there was always like there was always there was a kid kids in the, kids always in the like, yeah. like like if like and of course i had like you know if this person can hang out, you know, this person, you know, stuff like that. But one thing is just like, yeah, it, it, like I essentially grew up with a bunch of little brothers. So, but it's like, and I've never, other than after like high school when I got fat from like weed and booze, like I was never a big kid, but I was a big kid compared to them. So it's like, I remember like, I feel like it was never addressed, but I know like their parents would get pissed off because like, essentially like when you would like play fight or like stuff like that, it's like, I was just like the Thanos 
You know what I mean? So it was just like four <laughs> kids versus stronger than everyone. Yeah, and like, and we had a friend that his dad for their birthday. Uh, it was literally right across the street from my house, and he put the trampoline mm-hmm. in the ground. Yeah. So we would like wrestle. Mm-hmm. But yeah, dude, I was just like the big show, but I'm like five <laughs> foot four, like a hundred pounds. Yeah. It's like, where, you know, like, and like, it, it just, I don't know. Like, I always feel bad. Like growing up and I'm just like, man, I really like bullied the shit out of these kids. And like, I was just like, well, I think uh, it's all, in, it's established that I'm in charge here. Like <laughs> I'm just the tallest, oldest one. Yeah. You always gave me like an older brother yeah. feel. Even before we were even, you were like, I was going to say like when, cause me and Christian became friends, like really friends, friends, like right before, like you left for college. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I'm trying to think like when you and I really started developing some sort of relationship, it had to have just been like just periodically throughout we just, the we years. Just, yeah. We just kicked it off. Yeah. We've been friends. Do you know, do you know how many times, <laughs> do you know how many times I would try to tell like, like in my, in my, like my youthful single years that I was just like. Yeah, we can go to uh, we can go to this place. Like uh, my buddy's the uh, the DJ there. I would, I would lie, like because I, oh, I knew you, like you were the lights guy, you know. But like I would do, I was like I would use you for so like oh yeah, dude. Yeah, do that all the time. I'm yeah. still a DJ, bro. So. Yeah. <laughs> invite all the girls. I know all the, all, 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 all the pretty girls or, or the guys. Whatever yeah. You yeah, whatever you're into. Yeah. We're, we're, the boys yeah. want to come out. I'm down for that. I'll play for the boys. Oh yeah. yeah. But I just remember, like I always remember, like you guys always being like, like you guys were wrestlers together, and then like you know, definitely not like I could tell like one thing I loved about the dynamic of you two is that like just kind of like how you said about me it's like in the like like notice it's like you were like the little like i could see like the little brother vibes and like you at one point i'm pretty sure you were like taller than me and you were definitely bigger than me but like oh you were always like like my little brother davian you know what i mean and like i always thought it was funny because it's just like it reminds me of like that borat thing it's like i get a step he get a step it's like it's like, like, it's like christian gets a long board davian wants a penny board like it's, like it's very like aesthetic like i love davian like no yeah there definitely was that like rivalry gro- growing up but i think like after we like both graduated and kind of like started becoming our own like adult yeah. selves, like that that went away. Hey man, we can say what we but, want. But like definitely like when we were both on the wrestling team at the same time, like there was some shit. Oh going for on. sure, <laughs> I can't even imagine. You guys are just pent up team. Not only are you just the horniest you've ever been, but you're also <laughs> you're also just the most roided out that well, you've ever been. Yeah, and he and I were like similar weight classes too. So I think I think a couple times like did you and I ever wrestle off like for a spot? Yeah. So actually, that's a good that's a good story actually. Oh really? So um, my sophomore year. When I was like getting like peak into wrestling, uh-huh. well, not peak, but like, well, like my peak of wrestling, I think was like that sophomore, was you were, like, sophomore junior year. And shit, right? Yeah, so that's what I was gonna say is like we had to wrestle off mm-hmm. for varsity my sophomore year to go to sections, mm-hmm. and I lost obviously because I would never win to him, even if I was, like, I was really good. Mm. Okay, he was, I would, I would, he was in better shape than me. Oh, too. he looked good. I, I was a better him. wrestler than him, but for some reason, I couldn't beat him. <laughs> you were not a better wrestler than me. <laughs> oh, here we go. Scoreboard, bro. We can bring up the bro. stats. <laughs> okay, I was goofy. I'll, I'll admit, I was a little weird at it, but I got shit done, bro. <laughs> yeah, you had your own style, but I felt like I, I don't know. I just, it's just, it's because it, okay. just the competitiveness this is, this is between us this right now. <laughs> this is what it was. Is I was like. He was way more technical than I was in wrestling because I didn't like to learn tech. I hated tech. I hated ground and pound. I hated all that. The fucking, you just want to throw people. What do they call it? The fucking, uh, 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 there was a name. What was the guy at, that, at camp? He had a name for it. <sighs> what are you talking about? Like on the ground? Yeah. I forget what he called it. But like, you know, the scrambling like on the floor, like, yeah. you know, you're just trying to like catch in, catch a leg in an arm, whatever. I hated that shit, dude. That was the best. I hated, I, I, I get it. And like winning by points is, Awesome. That's what know? I try to do. 
See, I, like I was it. the opposite. I'm like, I want to pin every single guy that I wrestle. Yeah. Because it's like, then points don't matter. I fucking won. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Be off the mat. Do like 30 seconds on yeah. the mat. So that's what I'm saying. And yeah, and then I don't have to spend three rounds getting tired. Yeah, fucking yeah. So I would always win by headlocks. That was like my thing. And then I remember the thing that annoyed you so much was that like I always said like I invented a move. Yeah, the talon toss. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember that too. <laughs> yeah, it was not. It was either. just like a. Re- it was like what? Like it was like a reverse cow catcher that was like kind of like. It was just a sloppy cow catcher. <laughs> it worked though. Yeah, I mean, I'll you, caught, for, you definitely the, caught people off guard. I'll never forget when I did it at the district tournament. Like I did it to the Willow Canyon guy. I was sick too. I remember I was sick as a dog that day, and like I fucking caught. It was the first time I tried it in a match, and I caught it. And I remember the crowd was quiet. <laughs> they were just like, <laughs> "What just happened? Like, what the fuck did you just do?" It's because like it involves like like basically like you're holding it, and then I I would fall like towards my back, but like somehow like halfway down I would rotate, and then pff, he's on his back. Yeah, right. Yeah. And it's a weird looking move because it looks like I'm about to get pinned, but I don't. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember the first time I did, everybody was kind of like. The fuck did he just do? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so we had to wrestle off for section. Uh-huh. And I ended up wrestling a weight class up and then beating that guy. And then we both went to state together. Mm. So that was pretty cool. That was cool. Sounds uh pretty gay. Um <laughs> I was busy I was busy wearing tight pants and uh Well we were wearing tight pants. Oh, yeah, and too. I was in a band. So, you know, we were in a band of brothers. <laughs> <laughs> hey, since we're all, so we all went to the same high school, right? Mm-hmm. What was your favorite high school lunch? Uh, I would get the sub. The sub? I would get the sub. The nasty crush- cold cut prison yeah, sub? Yeah, but I would crush my chips on it. Oh, uh, that's what everybody did. Dude, oh, and there was, was the good. diet chips, like the diet hot Cheetos the or the baked, baked hot Cheetos. <laughs> the fucking plays. lame shit. I mean, when you're at school, anything. What about you? What, what was your favorite, Davian? My favorite was probably... I mean, I would get the pizza often, just because it's you know, it's hard to mess up pizza. Even the the, the pizza wasn't that good, but you know, yeah. ranch pizza's pizza, ranch and pizza. Yeah. That's pretty much what I got. Chicken sandwiches, yeah, they have cookies. I would always buy dude, an Arizona cookies. tea. Yeah, same. The cookies, yeah. the peach dude. Peach tea. I think different. <coughs> if I drink peach, the Arizona peach tea now, dude. It, it like throws me back to high school. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. I remember that. The, I think the meal that made me into the gelatinous blob that I am today. Is hands down because you know how I am with the it's no secret about the mac and cheese and applesauce. Yeah. Obsessed with salty and sweet. It's my favorite thing of all time. So I don't know. Mac and cheese and applesauce. So I don't know if okay, so you're not familiar with this, but ever since I was a kid, one day I just was eating my mac and cheese and like dino nuggies, and my mom gave me like a side of applesauce. I used to be one of those kids where I could not have anything touching. Like I didn't like it, right? But one day, I guess I just I don't remember what the origin is exactly, but I must have just like went to go eat some mac and cheese and it fell into the applesauce. And I was like, well, I'm not going to waste this. And I ate it. It was the best thing I ever had in my life. Now to this day, it's not as bad. However, A, there's always applesauce in that fridge. <laughs> B, I will reward myself every now and again with like some Velveeta ch- like mac and cheese, some applesauce. But at school, the thing for me was that I would get one of those chicken sandwiches and then I'd put a cookie oh my God. in the chicken sandwich <laughs> And then I would just eat like two of those. <laughs> and that was hands down. Like to this day, man, I honestly, I can't even think how many times I've had the what's your last meal conversation. I genuinely believe that my last meal, like when I really think about it, is two Tyson chicken sandwiches <laughs> with two. They have to be those like 
all encompassing like you know like they weren't like the real cookies, the like big the cookies big... you put them in the thing and then i just want those legendary fucking slushies that they had at school and i would have two of those in a slushy and i'd say call it quits lights out do you remember <laughs> or were you guys still in school when they took away the slushies oh yeah when we were freshmen <laughs> i never we got were, the slushies so, so when we were freshmen they used to be like the big cups but there would be like like people who would like throw them at people or like when we were all kind of like looked like just like like cattle going into the classes they would just like hand grenade like yeah. <laughs> like and so they put them in like the little dixie cups like after that yeah so that was a that was a huge i remember like food fights and they were like we're taking away your slushies <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. that sucks I don't, um, I don't know i just i wanted to bring that up no yeah. i mean i the the sandwich thing kind of traumatized me a little bit i'll never forget like Back to, I mean, back to wrestling real quick. It was, I forget what it was. I think it was like, you know, coach had a list of like people who like needed to make weight or people who were like right there, mm-hmm. you know? And I remember like, um, we had like an early, like, it was like one of those, like you're, instead of going to lunch, you're going to practice, you know? And I remember I was like, I can squeeze in a lunch real quick. <laughs> and I went and I had my sandwich, you know, and I was like on the cusp of like not making weight. And I was trying to like down my sandwich real fast, and I just feel Coach Kitchen's just big Hulk hand, just, <laughs> just like squeeze my shoulder, and he pulls my hair and like drags me to the restroom. <laughs> I was so scared. That's horrifying. I think that's one of the days I had to wear a trash bag. <laughs> Damn, they made you do that. They didn't make us, but I was gonna say I'm like I don't think they were allowed to do that. No, they, they didn't make us wear the trash bags. I never did. I never did a high school sport. Um, but one of so me. Uh, we, uh, we were, uh, we I was watching, uh, Goosebumps, like the new Goosebumps show that's on Hulu. Uh-huh. It's all right. I mean, it's just like a nostalgic, oh, I remember these books. It's okay. But there's this scene where like one of the characters is like the star quarterback or whatever. And he's having like these like weird visions, um, of essentially just, he's like hallucinating because of the thing. And he's like, just fucking up, you know? And the coach is like, God, what are you doing out there? Gosh, dang it. Like get, get your head out of your butt and get in there. I was like, dude, that is not real writing. I don't remember. I don't remember who the coach was at the high school team, but I remember that guy needed a quarter in the fucking swear jar. That dude in front of children of all ages was just like, "Get the fuck in!" Like, dude, oh, yeah, he dude. was. And I remember, like, my. I think we talked about it on the show, like, uh, like an old friend of mine, Diego. I don't know if you remember Diego. He would tell me, like, because he was on the football Drummer? team. Yeah, yeah, okay. and and he would tell me, he would tell me, like, yeah, they'd go into like the room like the locker room at halftime and he would go in there and he would like do like the, like the fucking embarrassing thing, you know what yeah. I mean? But he'd go in there and all quiet. go, you happy about this? <laughs> do you know what they're doing out there right now? <laughs> I don't want to, they're, they're R wording you. I'm not, cause I don't want to believe it later, but it's like, they're R wording your, you, they're R wording your family. They're R wording your girlfriends. <laughs> And you're just letting him do it. And like, I remember I wasn't there obviously, but he, like when he was telling me that he was like, and I was laughing so hard. <laughs> like this is high school football. You know what I mean? Like I like to imagine that if like, cause um, we live, uh, our roommate does have a child and he plays football now. Uh-huh. And uh, every Sunday they do football and our roommate says like, Oh, they're looking for a new coach. I think about it all the time. But I'm so competitive, dude. And I like to be like, oh, you know, hey, I, I don't want to yell at these kids because I get it. Good coaches yell at their kids. That's what I'm saying. I Yeah, no. You I, know what? I, you love, love, I love every single one of our it's, coaches. It's it's all about the, the like, what you, like, yeah, I, I feel like it's, like, you have, There's no you have matter- to have the respect for the coach, you know, and then they do that, and then it makes it feel like, damn, 
But if you're like getting yelled at by the coach all the time like that, then yeah, it's there's like, no that's better shitty. motivator than like getting screamed at by someone you look up to. I yeah, agree. yeah, <laughs> that's what I mean. I'm that's kind of glad we're say. talking about this right now because I genuinely want to say like this is such a beaten like topic, but you gotta kind of like be a little aggressive. Yeah, like well, if I mean if you're like on your on your you on your on your five year old's yeah. t ball team, that's not gonna reiterate. But like if you like, I have I'm a firm believer that if I have a boy one day. And he's a 12-year-old, and he's playing peewee football, and he comes home, and he's like, oh, we lost, we lost, we lost, we lost. I have no problem being like, are you proud of yourself right now? Like, I have no problem being like, hey, man, are you enjoying that McDonald's? Because you really don't deserve it. <laughs> Damn. Do you remember Dad after Little League? <laughs> I've heard stories about this, dude. Yeah, I, heard, yeah, I remember. But, I mean, I didn't really care for baseball that much anyway i mean i didn't either i just have like vivid memories of us just being like all taking a knee like out in the right field and then dad just be like all right you guys played like shit today <laughs> we did we did not we were, good. Bad we were not good we were not good we were also like six and seven years old but i i gen i'm not a dad so but maybe you could give me your input on it's, this it's funny because if you bring it up to my dad my dad's like <laughs> I'm, just, I'm so bummed out about it. I was, just, I was a different person back then. <laughs> I'm a firm believer that you should absolutely teach your kids the lesson of like, you don't want to lose all the time. Yeah. And we don't award losing. But I think what happens is as the kid gets older, that's how you get dudes with like anger issues and competitive issues. But my theory is that after a while, they either stop playing sports or their parents stop getting involved in their competitive life. So essentially that emotion is kind of left to just go wild, which yeah. is why you have people on Xbox that are just throwing their fucking controllers and saying the N word and shit like that. <laughs> 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 yeah, I, I, I've yeah. punched a few holes in yeah, the same, same. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, absolutely. But like, I'm saying is that you got to keep that competitive nature into the thrill of winning, and not just tell them you should be upset when you lose. Like, I think it needs to be a lesson of just like this: you want to be better. Yeah, get what I'm saying. Does that yeah. make sense? I feel like if you're a kid and you're being told this by your dad, like. You wouldn't, you're just, you wouldn't know what to do. You're just like, my dad wants me to play. Like, <laughs> that's how we got into wrestling. Our yeah. dad was just like, hey, sign you up for wrestling. We're like, okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't regret that, but I mean, there was times where I didn't want to wrestle anymore because of the coach, you know, and it was a different coach, but, you know, I still did it. But it's like, at that point, like, I can understand, like, you know, having respect for your coach and doing stuff like for a coach that you actually respect versus a coach that you'd like. This guy doesn't even know what he's doing. See, yeah. my dad never did, like. See, my dad never like yelled at me. Dang, I, I just remembered what coach it was too. Yeah, was it <laughs> freaking uh, Woody? Yeah, <laughs> there's a snake in my boot. <laughs> he, he looked just like Woody, dude. It was so funny. Nice. And my dad never yelled at me. Like, and I'm not saying that like, oh, I'm different because of that. But it's like I know my dad was fucking bummed, like watching my middle school baseball team lose to Verado, like mm. fifteen to zero. Like Bro, I'm pretty Bro, sure I'm pretty sure that there were games where we just threw in the towel. Like, hey, like, oh, yeah, like we sure. definitely are not gonna score. Mercy rule. Please. Yeah, like straight up. <laughs> and like I know, like, and, and as a kid, I got my fucking Game Boy or like my iPod. So I'm just in the in the back of the car, like, just, <laughs> you know. I know my dad's like 
fucking fuming why, pissed. Why am I paying for this? I, I'm, just, I'm just saying. I think that's probably a big part of it, huh? Yeah. I pay all this money for my kid to suck at sports. So I love like those memes coming out where it's like when uh when you when you waste your your weekend with your kid watching them lose to a golden a golden a Labrador receiver. Yeah, like, like just the the kids that lost to Airbud. Like, you know? I don't know who it was, but I, when I was doing when I was doing uh, comedy in Los Angeles, there was a guy that had the fucking and it killed me every time. This dude was one hundred percent like a drug addict, and he was like definitely like a lot of his jokes were just about how much he hates his dad. But like he, but like he did this joke, like he did that joke about like like oh you know it's a family movie about a dog, so it's got to be warm hearted. He's like, dude, in a real situation, <laughs> I would have killed that dog. <laughs> like, like there's a football version of that movie. Like there's yeah. basketball, there's basketball, yeah. baseball, football. He's like, dude, I would have horse collared that fucking dog. <laughs> like I would be damned if I allowed a dog to beat me <laughs> at a football game. I'm just saying that like, I think that it's okay to have the competitive spirit. And I think a lot of people in our age groups are kind of like, yeah, participation trophies, but I, you also kind of got to be like, Hey man, you tried, but wouldn't it be cool if you won? No, be motivating, yeah. But like, I, I don't, I don't agree with participation trophies. The fact that we got a pair, but we got trophies, like full size trophies for Little Lee. I was like, we don't deserve. <laughs> we like, still have them. We didn't do nothing. Yeah. Do we do still have them? Yeah, I'm sure your dad looks at those with kind fondness. <laughs> I don't think he gives a shit about them. <laughs> they are, for your information, they are up in the garage. So, so They're on a shelf in the garage, yeah. Next to the picture of me wrestling. Look, shout out to dads everywhere, but can we all talk about how, you know, you guys obviously share a dad, and it's like there's my dad, but, like, have you guys noticed that, like, if you're not your dad's hobby, he could kind of care less whether you're alive or dead sometimes? Uh. <laughs> like, 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 for example, Davian, <laughs> on my birthday... On my birthday, I went to, not this year, but last year, I went to Vegas, like, and um, I got a call from my dad that was like, and I missed the first call, and he was like, hey, bud, uh, just wanted to talk to you. Give me a call when you can. Love you, you know? And I was like, oh, okay. Give him a call back. I'm like, hey, dad, and like waiting for the, you know, and he goes, you know what I did today? And I was like, what? And he goes, I bowled a 299 today. <laughs> and I was like, really? It's like, yeah, honestly, I couldn't be more happy about today. <laughs> and I was like, really? He goes, yeah, that's awesome. And he goes, oh, and uh, how's Vegas? Happy birthday, by the way. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> nice. not, yeah, dude. like seriously, dude, there are some times, dude, there, like, I know my dad is a great family man and I know he loves his kids. I know he loves the shit out of his wife. Like the guy is a fucking incredible man. I feel like if there was a situation where if God or like a deity came down to him and was like, I have two pills right here, one pill, everything stays the same in this pill. Your family doesn't exist, and you're on the pro bowling circuit. <laughs> I'm a firm believer that there isn't a chance in hell that he does not at least take ten seconds to make that decision. <laughs> when when did your dad get really into bowling? Uh, well, he's always like because of his, his. My grandpa was into it too, so like he's done it his entire life, but he put it. Just on the back burner for a long time. So I would probably say like they were living in Utah when it happened. So like I don't know, like the last like two three years, like growing up was that like a thing? We would every now and again, but no more than like the average kid. But I know he had like his own ball and tell, stuff tell like that. Tell him how often they go bowling now. I would say that my dad goes, <clears throat> my dad goes bowling with his two current sons. Maybe <laughs> five times a week, maybe. And is, he's, is he, he in a league right now? Oh, he's in a league right now. Um, 
And uh, tell him how many bowls or balls he brings. I would say so. He probably brings about five to the alley, but he's maybe the proud. And I know my uh, Hillary, my stepmom, is going to listen to this and correct me. I'm pretty sure he has 14 bowling balls. And I know that it's becoming a problem in the house. Like, have you ever seen a movie? Have you ever seen a movie where it's just like, uh, like, 14? like the dad's had a traumatic experience? So, like, they're like, "Where's dad? Oh, he's downstairs playing with his model trains." Like, I think that my dad just kind of fucking like, <laughs> kind of like, balls. yeah. I think he kind of just like snapped, dude. There are times where she's told me that it's just like, dude, I get him at delivered to my fucking house. Like at this point, I have to be like, Eric, what are you buying right now? Like, what are you buying? Like, and so it's like there are times again. Full disclosure, my dad loves me <laughs> and his family, but I feel like you get to a certain age where you're just like, I hate, I, I don't want to do this anymore. I just want to, like, like and, and I don't know, like, I know a lot, I don't know a lot about your dad, but I've known him for a long time. I feel like if in his perfect world, he just wakes up, goes to the gym, smokes meat, and then fixes his car. That's pretty much what he does. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And I feel like if you look at his YouTube search history, it's one of those three things. Yep. Dead ass. Yeah. yeah. I was literally hanging out with them yesterday. My my dad was showing me nothing but videos of like guys that he watches of like that cook and grill meat. And I was like, this is really cool. It's pretty gay. I'm glad dad. he's into something. I'm glad <laughs> well, he, yeah, like, for sure. into like I, want, ha- I wanted to show him that I like I, I appreciated his hobby. That's why like I I don't know if you've ever seen him, but I got him like two like chef's knives. Uh-huh. Like when he first started getting into it, he was like, Why? I was like, because I believe in you and I want you to get good at it. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, no. Because I, mean, I like him to have of course. he's never had like because you know he's been a cop his whole life, so right. it's like he never had time to like. Yeah, he gets home from like a twelve-hour shift and he would go to sleep. Yeah, yeah, no, same thing with my dad. My dad works a thousand hours a week. Like I understand that you need something, and yeah. not to get too deep, but it's like I'm glad that he isn't you know like drinking a lot anymore and stuff right. like that. So I mean, it's definitely more of a positive, but it is funny. Like it's funny to see your dad in like their fifties express like my dad sends me bowling like like he's like dude look at this guy's form. Like, excited, you know what look I mean? But it's funny because it's like, I look at it if I was like, oh, dad, like, look at this new deck in modern right now. Like, isn't this crazy right now? Like for magic. And he's like, he would never watch it. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, but the, like, I my, definitely have the longest conversations with my dad when I talk about working out. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. that it's, it's football and working out. That is pretty much what me and my dad talk about consistently yeah. now. And every time we have a conversation, because my dad doesn't apologize for anything. And I don't know if my dad realizes it, but sometimes like there's been opportunities in the life or in my life where he could have been like, hey, sport, you know, but I don't think he because he didn't have it with his dad. He doesn't know how to like, you know, so I know he's trying to break the cycle and he's doing a really good job of it. Mm-hmm. But like there's times where I've told him straight up like that. I'm having a really bad time in life. Like I got no money. Like I fucking hate myself. Like I feel miserable. This guy has straight up just said, like, it sounds like you're lacking testosterone, bud. <laughs> like, straight up. Like, that that was his, you know, but 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 again, I think he realizes. Well, your memory's sore. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think, like, when he does that, like, like he realizes, like, I don't know how to just say hey, everything's going to be okay. So then he'll send me, like, this 45-minute mashup of, like, David Goggins quotes. Mm. And he's, like. Trying to inspire check, you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and he cares. It's his own. Oh, he's my number one. He's my number one fan. I, you know, like, I have two supportive parents. It's just funny because, like. I feel like it's always 50. Like there's always a new personality change for a man at 50. So I'm always wondering like what mine's going to be. Have you guys ever model trains, man? (laughs) (laughs) Like, I feel like now that I'm getting older and uh, like being able to realize that like everybody is a person, you know, like even my parents, Mm -hmm. you know, like even like my aunts, like talking to them now versus like a couple years ago, you know, it's like, 
we're ad- we're all adults now, so it's like a different conversations are happening. They're like a lot more open, you know. Like there's it's it, it the conversations I have with my dad and my mom now. I feel like are way different than like when they, when we have deep conversations. Oh yeah, you know, like like I was talking to my dad yesterday about just like because he was saying like like he gets stuck in like the cop mentality where he like wakes up and has to get shit done. You know, mm-hmm. I was like, Dad, you're retired, like. He's like, yeah, I know. I have to. Reti- I have to remember that like a lot. Like I have to tell myself. I'm like, yeah, dad. But there's also nothing wrong with like getting shit done. Like yeah, right. <laughs> you know, like you got your shit done now. Like go have some fun. You know, like I think his, a lot of the problem with our dad is that he just you know he uh, he stays at home. You know, yeah. he needs yeah. to he needs to go out and do stuff. I want like I I like like I was talking about it yesterday. I told him that he needs to just like stop thinking like everything's so far away. You know. Cause like even coming to my house, I'm like, I'm like, Dad, I'm only 40, 45, 40 minutes away. It's like, what else are you gonna do? That didn't, he's like, oh, you just live so far. I'm That's like, my mom. You know, it's like it's really not like. But they like, drive to California every other fucking weekend. Dad doesn't. <laughs> dad doesn't. He stays always. He's That's always. True. He always stays home. He's. I, I. I. I empathize with Dad on a lot of that, just because I'm kind of that way. Like I don't like going places much. And right. like, um, you know, mom's always trying to get him to go to shows and stuff, and he would he hates being in crowds and stuff. Yeah, and I I feel that too. Like that's why like when we went to that this concert, like he was like, oh, uh, we got seats though. And I'm like, oh hell yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, I had to get seats. Yeah, I was like I was like super stoked because we had a spot and I didn't have to worry about getting tossed around. I'm just ugh, right. kind of over that part, you know. Yeah, I just want to see music, but um, I feel that with him because I I see like the unappeal of like going to shows yeah, all the I time. Want, and stuff. I want him. I want him to like have something that he's into that he can like actually feel like excited to go do. I'm like, Dad, you have so many interests. Like, go do them. Like, go look, go meet people. You know, he's yeah. like, eh. you know, it's like you like you you have so much time now. I'm like, you're in, you're only fifty. Like, don't stop thinking like, oh, I'm fifty and retired. Like, yeah. you're gonna. But then when he goes out and does stuff, he has a good time. Yeah. Yeah. That's the same thing with my dad. Like, one thing I love about my dad is that he's found the perfect medium. Like, the funny, the most fun I've ever seen my dad have is when we went to Denver for a Raiders game. He had, like, two beers, and he was just in his zone. He was joking around. Like, and we still took him bowling that trip. You know what I mean? Like, he still had a blast. But one thing I kind of wanted to bounce off that, and I don't know if you've noticed this, but, like, I feel like with both of our dads, they've just been hardworking dudes their entire life. I feel like the social cue of meeting people Mm -hmm. kind of just gets erased. Mm -hmm. Like, my dad, in the nicest way possible, I don't think my, like, other than, like, Art, you know, they've been friends forever. And then, like, you know, like, his friends like Greg and stuff like that who have been just his friends for 20-plus years. I don't think my dad has made a new friend in the last 10 years. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I feel like they're stuck in like this perpetual, like their work associates. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I feel like, like you said, like when my dad's out, he's on it. He's not a, like a miserable dude. Like the guy, my, my dad's the life of the party. Yeah. But there's so many times where I'm just like, I just wish my dad would just meet like a, like a buddy. And it's just like him and his, his bestie. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, our dad, uh, our dad makes friends all the time. Like, but I don't think it's ever him that starts it. You know, because no, I he's think a, he's a pretty friendly guy. He, he always, is. He'll always be like, hey, how's it going? Oh, yeah, he waves at the neighbors and stuff. But I feel like he always puts it's like he puts himself in the position to be approachable. Yeah. You know, like he'll always be out in the in the back, like working on his car. So if a neighbor comes out, they'll be like, oh, nice. What is that? And, you know, and they'll mm-hmm. ask him about his car and then he'll lure them into a 45 minute conversation about the car. And then now they're best friends. And now they're coming to the barbecue. And, you know, hi, basement dwellers. This is just a friendly reminder that if you'd like to be a supporter of the show, you can do so at our Patreon at patreon.com slash basement dweller productions. We have three tiers of subscription. You can do five, 10 or 15. Also known as the basement Bay. If you do do the $15 subscription, you do also get a one of one art piece uh, by yours. Truly. 
uh, we'd really appreciate it. We can definitely use the support. So, love you guys. Not yeah. to completely change gears, but uh, did you go see Suicide Boys when they were here? I did not. Oh, sadly, I, I did go to a festival recently, though. Yeah, how was that? That was a that was a crazy experience. So, like, my homie just hit me up randomly, like one random Wednesday, and it was like, uh, he was like, "Yo, I just won tickets to a a, a festival." Uh, and I was, he's like, but it's in Arkansas. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> and he's like, and we have to leave tonight. <laughs> oh, so I was, so I was like, damn, I gotta. Uh, there's no way I'm missing this. You know, free tickets to a festival. You know, like with the homie. You know, go have a cool experience at some other state. You know that I never been. I never driven that far ever. Yeah. You know, could not relate to that in the slightest. It wasn't the greatest experience driving, but I mean, I've never done it, so now I've done it. Right. You know, I've, you know, traveled. Yeah, uh, the fun trip from Phoenix to Arkansas. Yeah, and I mean it would. <laughs> you're right. It was terrible. <laughs> it, was so, it was so flat. But <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, I just went to a show and yeah, it was in Arkansas. It was called Wakan Wakan Festival. Cool. Um, yeah. What like kind of show was it? It's like a super big bass heavy experimental. Mm. Type I miss show. those days, dude. I'm I, this is my boomer like brain thinking like I want to go back to like a, like a cool rave. You know what I mean? I want to get out there again. Let's go. That be that sounds so fun. Like I was just talking about this with another friend of mine, and like I was like, "Damn, that sounds so cool." I went to uh, we went to go see Baby Metal and Death Clock. Christian's got the uh, the merch shirt on right now. Baby Metal, yeah. yeah. What a what an insane. For those of you who don't know, are you familiar with Baby Metal? They're like that. Yeah. What are like a K, like not K-pop, but like yeah. I mean, they're pretty like much a heavy metal K-pop. Band. They're they're yeah. the, the the they're the cutest trio of just like anime girls in real life that just listen or they just it's it's them singing to just the hardest like death metal tracks i've ever heard in my life yeah it was insane and like i knew that i was going to be excited for it like whatever but like i told him i was like we saw death clock too which was awesome you know i've been listening to them since high school that's sick yeah it was so sick and like it was a good show but like baby metal could have ended that show like that's how good it was Mm. and i was and like christian brought the 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 good point i was like what a fucking awesome idea of just like blending two genres together because it's not like it's not like post ironic like they put a lot no, of effort got, into their music. Oh yeah, they put works. a lot of work into yeah, their... and like they sound cool. They've been around you know for mean? a while too, right? Yeah, a couple. I mean, like, yeah, ooh. like like eight nine years. Almost, yeah, they've almost been around for now. quite some time. But like that was so cool. But going back to like uh, we had seats, so we had we were at the Arizona Financial Theater. I don't know if you've ever been there, but like used to be Comerica. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so one row, we were one row up, but we were right on the line. So, like, we had no one in front of us. But the whole time we were up because we were enjoying the show. Mm-hmm. And I'm a big dude, you know, and I'm wearing like my vest. So, like, I'm just like got like a whole bunch of shit. We're in the middle of a song, and like I feel something hit my back. Someone threw something at me because I don't know if you noticed, but if you like looked around, like no one was sitting or standing. I did notice that. And like, I was like, like why? <laughs> yeah, like there's seats, and it's nice to have that option to sit there. But like you still want to stay. It's a metal show. It's yeah. not like fucking jazz. Yeah. When I saw I saw Ghost there. Yeah. Like for almost in the exact same spot that we were at, and everybody was standing the whole time. Yeah. So I was like, Yeah. So someone threw something at me. So fuck you. Like I mean, <laughs> whoever that was. Yeah, dude. <laughs> that, that's why at the beginning of the show I said people at shows suck. <laughs> but the worst one. Well, not the worst one. I had a blast. But um, my my girlfriend's my girlfriend's dad. So this is the coolest thing I've ever heard of in my entire life. So they live in like India or Yucaipa, California, which is like you pass there to get to like Los Angeles, like between there. It's like where Desert Palms is and stuff like that. You just never stop there unless you're going to a music fest, right? That's where Coachella is, right? 
Uh, so in this little town that they live in, um, you know, like, I don't know how often you listen to the radio. I never do anymore. But it's like, you remember, they have like the, oh, caller number five gets the, you I know. I listen to the radio all the time. Oh, I see. DJ I, stuff, you know. Oh, yeah, I get it, yeah. <laughs> um, but they have a group message, like their whole family. That's just like, hey, guys, make sure you turn into, you know, 99 whatever because they're giving away tickets for this. And you got to be caller 10. Call Gen- at this genius. time. So they'll all call. And, dude, I thought they were bullshitting. Like, I thought this was like, I, I met... Her grandmother, who was the sweetest old lady ever, like she was so sweet. And she goes off on this whole thing of just like, they know me by name. Like <laughs> I've won so many times like they and then she's like, if no one wants them and they give them to the family, like I don't give a shit about this, but here you go. Or they sell them. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, get get your hustle on like that rocks. You know what yeah. I mean? But there was this festival called Power Trip. I don't know if you heard of it, Sounds but familiar. it was a three day festival um, and it was just Boomer Central. Like, so the first night is Iron Maiden and Guns N' Roses. Mm. Second night was Judas Priest and ACDC. And the okay. last night was Tool Metallica. Okay. So we made it to the last night. So we won. So we, and, and I'm glad because those festival tickets were like almost $700 a ticket for general admission. Yeah. Pit tickets were like $1,500, right? So it's cool. I mean, it's a big festival. Big you know, bands. Yeah, big, huge bands. And that's yeah. why there was so much money. But we're walking around stuff like that. The first thing I notice is that keep in mind the people who listen to this music. I know that there are people in our age group and younger that do enjoy ACDC, but I think we can all agree that it's people who are 50 and older that tend to enjoy that stuff. Mm-hmm. So they bring that attitude to the festival. I am <laughs> hearing nothing but it's hot. Everything's expensive. Excuse me. You know, like people like walking through, yeah. you know, like, and, and you've seen general admission at a festival. It's literally a lawn that mm-hmm. you just put on like a blanket, yeah. you know, and like, like, like I'll kind of fast forward to the end of the night. Like there was one time cause we met, this these like this Canadian couple that were awesome and like we were hanging out with them the whole night. We were just jamming and some guy pats me on the back and goes, um, "Hey, uh, we've been here for six hours. Can you sit behind us, or can you stand behind us, like on the lawn? Like that's those are the kind of people you're dealing with, no. right? Yeah. So if it wasn't for the fact that we were literally just about to go leave, in front of it, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. But anyways, like I look at like social media and it's just so funny because it's just like, you know how boomers like talk on social media yeah. and it's just like this was bad Facebook. this was bad like uh, using emojis you know i gave tool and it's like two thumbs down oh. you know what i mean like just lame shit like, like that i care. had a blast I, I had a huge blast you know like it was awesome to see tool for the first time but like i gotta be real with you man i i'm sure coachella is amazing yeah but like i feel like if i was to ever do a music festival like that again i and i wanted to go so badly i would do whatever it takes to a have some kind of seats yeah. or b go closer Yep. I feel like especially with like metal and like heavy like like like, like rock music it's like it's a hu- there were 80,000 people there mm-hmm. and it's a huge venue. So mm-hmm. it's like the farther are you are like the farther away you are the more echoey it is and like it's just not good. Yeah. You know, like Guns N' Roses played for 3 hours. Did they? And they said that that was the worst production. Like people were all unanimous like that was the worst. Like it was horrible. So it's like I'm so glad we went for free because I would have never like Damn. So I don't know. Have you ever been to a big festival like that? I've been to a couple of big festivals, bro. Wakan actually made me think of something because one of your top three things was like finding a seat at Wakan. <laughs> they uh, everybody had some sort of inflatable mattress <laughs> couch, yeah. one of those like you run with it type couches. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, and then it like <laughs> blows up into like a bed or something. One of the homegirls that we were there with let me use hers the second day we were there. Stayed in it the whole time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did not. I set it up in the most perfect spot before, like before there was like a big crowd of people. Had a perfect view, and <clears throat> I was just laying there, like in this couch thing, mm-hmm. 
the whole time. It was one of the greatest Smart, experiences yeah. Smart, at a festival I probably ever had. Like mm-hmm. with ha- having that that inflatable <laughs> thing, because like bro, I, bro, I fell asleep. Mm-hmm. I fell asleep through two sets wow. at main stage. Wow! So Damn. like, imagine being that guy. Like, <laughs> well, there were there were dudes. There were there were dudes during fucking Tool Metallica that were just asleep, and I get it. Like that that was the kind of the other thing I was gonna say is like, being that age, my biggest ick of humanity especially at that age is people who cannot handle their booze. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like seeing it's, it's mostly dudes, but it's also funny. Cause you have like the, 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 like the, the older lady who the, you know, she's got like her fucking like denim short shorts on and her fucking guns and roses belly tee. And she's out there just fucking like trying to act like the, what's the lady from the here I go again, you know, like when she's on the car and she's like whipping her hair uh, and shit. You know what I mean? So like, that's cool. But like, <laughs> it also comes with the fucking arrogance of being a metal gatekeeper. Like metal music is the worst gatekeeping, in my opinion. And I've heard people like from like from like your like expertise where it's just like, oh, I like um I like EDM music. Well, what do you mean? Is it house music? Is it drum and bass? Is it you Some know genre? Type d- yeah, and it's like shut up. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's the only- and, and, and I was telling Christian that the two things I heard the most were a old dudes trying to one up each other. So they were just like, yeah, I saw Metallica in 1986, like, and I was, no and they're like, oh, that's so sweet. I saw Judas Priest at a bar before they were, even, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I just hate those people. It's the same way I feel about local Arizona bands, where they're just like, yeah, I saw this band at a house show, and it was fucking terrible. You know what I mean? And that, you know. Uh, but then the other one that I fucking hated, and I hate this because my parents do this, even though they don't mean to. I hate when people are like. Oh man, all these poser fans, they're all in their 20s. <laughs> they don't know like real Judas Priest. Like I think I can listen to an album, buddy. Like and what's funny is those are the same people cuz I guess Iron Maiden didn't play like their top 2 songs. And it was just a nightmare on social media. And I was like, those are the same dudes that are like, oh these fucking posers, like yeah. they don't. It was just like I had a blast, but like I it looked like the people who were happy to be there were not having it fun. Elitist of any kind of the I, worst. I kind of get it just because it's like, you know, like, those are like some of the biggest bands in the world, you know? So yeah. it's like, you kind of expect some kind of overproduction, you know? Yeah. So it's yeah that's like, what I was expecting. Yeah. You know? That's why I asked. But also, they're in their fucking 60s and 70s, dude. 100%. Like, yeah. You, no matter what, if you're a musician, like, even if you have, like, the money and stuff to make, like, overproduced, like, shows, I, I believe that you're not doing it all the time. Yeah. You know, especially at a festival, you know, when it's going to be a bitch and a half to, like, get fucking Eddie, <laughs> the, the oh. fucking 50-foot Eddie down yeah. to, like, bring out fucking, yeah. I don't know, a giant That's what they're paying all hat. that money for, to go that show. Oh, no, and I know? agree with that 100%, and they did do that. What, but what's funny is that, like, I think a lot of people in our age group kind of unanimously, unanimously, you know. Unanimously. Thank you. Uh-huh. Um, have all seen our parents kind of, like, complain about things that you really, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So like, you know, for example, it's like if you say no tomatoes on your burger and they bring you tomatoes, you're like, ah, oh, whatever. You know what I mean? Take them off. It was like 70,000 people that would have complained. That <laughs> just a bunch of Karen. Yeah, dude. Where's the manager? That's what I'm saying. And so it's just like, that's how they treated it. So that's, but it's just like, so that's what kind of annoyed me for them where I was just like, I couldn't see. It's like, yeah, you're fucking a thousand feet away. I feel like I feel like that's ignorance of just people who don't usually go to shows. Yeah, you know, because like a normal showgoer, like all of us, like we understand that it, sometimes it's gonna be shitty, you know. Yeah, and it's like the band is it, it's live, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like not you're not listening to the album. You're like you're hoping it for them to be just as good mm-hmm. on the album, but you know sometimes it's live, you know, or like the singers. And like, also that album you listen to all the time was recorded forty years ago. Right. <laughs> yeah, and they probably had like way different ways of recording it, and like took more drugs. 
it's, it's different. It's just different. You know what band I hear actually has like super gatekeepy fans? Mm. Surprisingly, is uh, the Grateful Dead. Oh yeah, Deadheads. Dead Yo, heads? Oh, yeah. That's another thing that was huge at Wakan was Deadheads. Really, yeah, dude. So many. So was many. Dead and Company playing? No, it's just like, dude. <laughs> okay, so bass and bass music, and then Grateful Dead have like hippies, whippets. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. drugs. Whippets. Acid are huge. Yeah. Whippets, yeah. acid, but whippets yeah. like CO two, nitrous oxide, like that was huge there, and like everybody had like Grateful Dead tapestries, you know. So and they were like, oh yeah, they you know they just they have a cult following, you yeah. know. It's like people who like want to follow them just so they can go do their stuff, you know what I mean? Like by like their stuff being. I've been addressed from that T-shirt that I wear. Really? Yeah. Just have you ever seen them? No. Oh, all right. <laughs> no, I bought this at Walmart. So. <laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah, like fuck off. Yeah, dude, wh- th- that is such a scary drug to me. Like that doesn't like that. That is the Terrifying. equivalent to me of like sniffing markers. Terrifying. Like, it's, such a, bro. Like, it's worse than sniffing markers. Terrifying. I will not name the person, but I'm, I'm, I am close with them. That I'll never forget that I was at a party one time and I was already nervous to be at the party, and I was alone for a second checking my phone, and they came in. And there's like, you know, it, it was like, it was like a yeah. music, you know? Yeah. So like, I'm in a room where it's like muffled, you know? So it's like that movie moment, but they come in and they go, eh, you know, and they're just kind of like dancing. They go over, they take a hit of weed. <laughs> they do two shots. Then they bust out the CO2. <laughs> and then they go, and, and, and then they go. And then they leave. And I was like, whoa. And so I tried it when I was alone, and I hated it. I thought that I was going to faint. Oh, so you've like, done you, you tried One it? time. Yeah. I literally just like, what is this about? Like, I thought it was going to be like a helium in a balloon, which kind of it is, isn't it? Isn't that what that CO2 is? Is helium? It's CO2. It's CO2, yeah. but it's like the opposite of helium effect. It's like instead of making your hot, your oh, voice, the yeah. Yeah. really low. Yeah, so I, like, I did it, and I was like, because they use like the whipped cream cans. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and so it's like, I was like, and I was like, oh. Like, oh, <laughs> my face is cold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did it, what did it feel like? Um, It just felt like, it felt like, um, it, honestly, the best way I could describe it is doing a PR on a deadlift. For real, and like, and again, you're just like, like, and like after you have that, like, adrenaline wears off, and you feel like your head just like start to tingle, and then like your eyes kind of like start to vibrate, and you just want to sit down. That's what like I've always like when I watched that super sad documentary about Stevo and his like his his nitrous addiction. Yeah. I was like, damn, dude, like I cannot believe that this is a drug that, that people lived off that shit for a while. Yeah, dude. I literally, I do mm. eat sometimes, right? Mm. I literally delivered. CO2, nitrous oxide, little canisters to someone's house. What? Yeah. What I was like, that was like, there's no way I'm delivering this right now. I was like, I didn't even know you can get this from a liquor store. You know, because Uber Eats, you can deliver from liquor oh, yeah, stores. Yeah, because they sell fucking... Yeah. Uh, and I was like, I picked up the bag and, and I didn't read what was like in the description of like what I was picking up. And then I opened the bag and it just like a big 50 pack canister of like. <laughs> just really like the jingle jangles of like. Yeah. The, and I was yeah. like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, 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 they, they just do airsoft. I was like, there's no way. I thought I was going to like check ID or something. I literally had to just drop it off at the door. So I know that we're, I know uh, that, I know that we're, we're, we're close. Well, what time are we at right now? Cause I kind of want to talk about you for a little bit and what you do. 20. Oh, that we're doing good. So I wanted to kind of talk about, you know, you're, you're not just on here because you're, you know, Christian's brother and you know, you're a longtime friend and, and of the show and stuff like that. But you yourself are a local Arizona DJ. We've had, uh, we also had Desert Hydra on who you're very familiar with. And yeah, you were, you're kind of homies with them too. I think you're the one that hooked us up with him, um, after spicy nudes. And uh, which was a great show, by the way. Um, how's that been going for you, man? Still doing work? 
Yeah, I'm DJing every now and then. I DJ every other Saturday uh, at Modern Margarita. Um, it's kind of like an open format, like R&B type stuff. That's kind of like the main gigs I've been getting recently. It was just like all of like the, you know, open format type stuff where people just want to hear their favorite song, you know, playing towards a group of people rather than just like one genre of people. How often do you ask if you get requests? Requests? Um, probably like every time, honestly, <laughs> like at least three or four or five times. If, I don't know if you do this, but if I was you, I would do a, a tip jar for requests. Yeah, that's a good idea. Honestly, uh, I need to have one of those. There's a lot of things I need to get as a DJ, like to do stuff like that, like have a tip jar, have my own DJ facade and make it look a little bit more professional. Yeah. Because I've been just kind of just bring my controller and like setting up wherever they usually they have DJ booths and stuff like that. But what's a DJ facade? It's like just a name like Desert Hydra. Well, you have a name. Oh, that, that's not what I meant. Like, a, I meant like a like a DJ booth, pretty much like a pop-up DJ booth type, like a table, just oh, for yeah. DJs. Mm-hmm. It's just like a thing, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, my 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 uh, persona, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I get you. <laughs> my persona is uh, Salud Music. Yeah. That's something new that I've been trying. I used to go by DJ Davian. Yeah. And I was more of like, I was trying to do more open format and stuff, but then like, I wanted to get more into like the production and producing and stuff. So I wanted to come out with like a different, like a more production. Yeah. More per- kind of name. production. So, so let me ask name. you this. And I'm, I don't know if you have any, like, you know, like if, if, if any personal names are going to come off the top of your head, but I have two questions on what your opinions are. So the first one is, um, no alias. So I think of like, like Steve Aoki, mm-hmm. you know, like, like my, my name is Steve Aoki. That's my, like my DJ name too. What is your opinion? Like, do you feel like that's just like, do you feel like it, like you have to have a name like that that just, that just works, or do you feel like it's like I feel like you just couldn't come up with anything? Um, like with my name specifically, yeah. Like if name? you were just to go as like Davian, not Davian Talone, but you like know, a lot just... of that's why I went as DJ Davian at the beginning is mm-hmm. because a lot of people told me to just go by my first name. Yeah. My my name is like different and unique, I guess, a little bit. So they were like, yeah, DJ Davian. There's DJ Javen. There's you know, yeah. So it just kind of rolls off DJ Davian. I like, feel like it it's like right. I feel like it's like crisp. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like it's like when uh, what's his name on the on the on the social network was like drop the the, just mm-hmm. Facebook. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I've always appreciated that. It's just like no, you know, because that's my second question is like, do you ever feel like if if you feel like it would get you more listeners or more followers, you have like you know like like Dead Mouse has that or like Marshmallow they have like mm-hmm. a, they have like things that they wear. Right. Do you ever feel like you would ever do that? Um, I feel like. Yes, but not like a, like I wouldn't wear a face mask or anything. Mm. Like I would want to have like I want to like th- I feel like the reason why they bring those types of things to their sets is because it's like their vibe. You know, like yeah. Marshmallow, he plays like uplifting, happy music. Mm-hmm. But then you get like uh, Dead Mouse, he plays techno or right. you know, like it just it just brings it like more together. Especially in that scene, I feel like you have to have some sort of niche, like you know, like some say, some like trademark. Yeah, kind of like where it's like, oh, what else do you do now? Yeah. You know, I want to know. You know, mm-hmm. or like just the whole production thing. It's just part of it, you know, like what always stressed me out was the fact that like, I don't think like unless I mean, maybe, you know, this more than more than us. But like, I don't think Daft Punk ever did shows unless they were the robots. You know what I mean? Yeah. I well, don't, I think they did DJ way back in the, the day, oh, way yeah. before, like when they started being Daft Punk, like yeah. they weren't they didn't wear the mask. Do you know where that came from? Like, do you happen to know? Like, or they were just like, hey, wouldn't this be cool? Like, do you know? Anything well, didn't, about they, that? didn't they start out with like pig masks or something? On, I don't remember that, but I remember I've seen like old videos of them like. Not wearing masks and like Ibiza, 
yeah. or something like that. It was like the 80s, you know, early fun. 90s or something like that. I feel like that's just like one of those things where it's just like you can't not make appearances other than unless you're wearing that now. Yeah, and then that's, it becomes part of your your look, your, right. your, your persona, you know. And I think it's cool because like some people can like, like, um, like Mala, for example, me and my homie were talking about it. like Mala, he's a guy, he's a DJ, he wears like a black face mask, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, it's kind of genius because you don't have to be there for your gig realistically. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you can have like you have your like at, you're at that level where you're doing shows and you're on tour. You have like a plan set. You know mm-hmm. exactly what songs you're playing. Yeah, down the whole hour. You know, planned out to go with visuals, lighting cues, lasers, fire, whatever it may be in the production. Um, but yeah, it's just like like marshmallow too. Like you can like you can easily just put someone else in that helmet or in mm-hmm. that mask and like have them go do right. shows somewhere where you can't make it rather than having like an actual face like Steve Aoki where he's like traveling like 365 it, I was going to say it might be nice to like just have like that persona you know and then yeah. like you can just go grocery shopping that's what I was thinking I was thinking a lot of it was like for the mystique you know like because I can tell you right now like I if you put Marshmallow right in front of me right now without a mask, I wouldn't know who the fuck it was. Yeah, but yeah. I like I like what uh, same with Dead Mouse and the I like Daft Punk. Oh, guys. I like Dead, Dead Mouse. Just looks like a real mouse. He looks like a goober. He's got big ears and a big nose. <laughs> uh, he's he's uh, cool as fuck. He is, yeah, he's super awesome. But like you know, when we were talking to Desert Hydra, he said that he wears it because it relieves his anxiety. Yeah, I can understand that too. Because you are like a lot of the time when you're DJing, it's like you you get uh, they get. I guess when Serato like named it like a Serato face. Or like computer yeah. face, like yeah. you're just locked in on your computer, like, mm-hmm. and you're like you're a DJ. You're supposed to be like a party, like you know, yeah. dance to your music. It's also know? like a performance, yeah. Yeah, and I can understand that because like there's people like you can wear a mask and then you don't have to worry about your facial expressions. You know, mm-hmm. you don't have to worry about. I feel like, like I have a dumb face. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or if someone takes a picture of you and you're like. You know, <laughs> or whatever. And I and I know, and I know that like a lot of people like you know it's like I know that one thing that I, I I understand like all music it's like damn that goes hard like I understand like like the drop face you know what I mean like the you know yeah bass like, face like my favorite DJs have always been like uh, just those guys that are just like ah you know like and they just get so into it you know I'm like damn yeah. dude he just he just yells and then spins a knob <laughs> and then just does like the fucking you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, so like, it's, it's, I get it. Like, it's super hype and stuff like that. But I've always just been curious as to like, if they just sit in their room and they're just like, what can I do? Like to just make my Batman suit. You know what I'm I mean? I'm sure they all have that moment. Yeah. You know, I think it takes like, like obviously like the big DJs have the formula, you know, the ones that are doing festivals and big shows, like they have the whole formula. They have record deals. They, they're talking to all the right people. I feel like that has a lot to do with, uh, you know, the whole, like, having a solid image for yourself and, like, sticking to that. You know, like, the show, like, yeah. the Basement Dwellers, right. you know? It's like you you have a... A niche. A niche, yeah. you know? It's like you're right. trying to follow a certain format, you know? Yeah. And, then like, when it comes to DJing, it's like, um, there's a lot of formats, you know, like, genres, you know? Yeah. Or, you know, it's just about picking and uh, deciding what you want to do like your vision i should say like you know like dead mouse like it goes with like it kind of goes with the, the, the whole thing you know marshmallow kind of goes with it you know um just finding like you know it's like creating like a cartoon but like mm-hmm. being that like a whole character like right. just being yourself like yeah or not being like you can go out and like be someone different that's something so cool about being a dj especially when you go to dj somewhere like you don't know anybody who's gonna be there you're literally just like reading people like looking at you like i'll be looking at you playing songs and as soon as you start like it's a good feeling yeah and then it's like 
all right, now I got to play more of that, you right. know? And then, you know, I was like, oh, this person's actually liking this. Oh, I, I feel like, and I'm also thinking about like, like, oh, what's the next song I'm going to play? You know, like, <laughs> um, I mean, you're kind of responsible for the whole vibe of the party. I right. Mean, like, yeah. And trying to put people on a new music, you know, in a way that's like, hey, listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, it's a, like when you have someone on stage, like doing a whole performance, essentially. Like, there's different types of DJs, obviously. Like, there's different sure. performances when it comes, like, you can have live vinyl, you can have you can have a planned set where it's, like, full production, or you can have, like, a live DJ who just, like, throws down open format, mixes, like, top 40 hits. There's a bunch of different, like, you know, it just goes back to, like, the whole, like, different, yeah. you know, genres and stuff. So do you ever, like, like is the goal, is the goal to... um kind of eventually get to where you are doing big shows or do you feel like you ever see yourself like like you would love to just spend like ro- like run out like your 30s and 40s as just like a consistently booked DJ for like parties, weddings, like is there like an actual like goal for you? Uh, um Yeah, I mean like my ultimate goal is to be a full-time DJ, mm-hmm. you know. I was telling him yesterday. I was like, dude, I get like a gig some that most I get paid is like I got paid like 400 bucks. Mhm. To DJ a night. Right. How long is a night for you? Probably like nine to two. Okay. I mean, that's pretty solid. Yeah. yeah. It's super solid. And if I did that like five nights a week or even four times a week, you know, it's good money. Mm-hmm. So it's like I would like to, and you know, the bigger you get, the more money you can charge, you know, that's why I want to get in more production because I want to, because I know all the things like visuals, lighting, I want to build a whole show. So I guess like eventually, yeah, I want to create my own environment i guess mm-hmm. when people come to my shows like i want it to be like a whole production like immersive experience yeah you know like i have ideas but um i kind of got lost that's all right but <laughs> no that's cool no i mean i only ask because like i mean this is two different wheelhouses but it's like i do photography yeah and it's like my ideal goal like to get my nut is to i'm just down to do like weddings and yeah. like and then like 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 Quintanilla pictures, you know what I mean? Like, like just like chill. Like, I don't think I ever like as much as I kind of think about how how cool it would be to like um, um, do like um, like traveling like with people. Yeah, I feel like the older I get, the less interested I I, I get in that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't really think I ever want to be like the like the forty five year old. I'm sure I'd make good money, but like I'm like I'm like doing like like a world tour. Mm. It's like at that point, I kind of just want to sit at my house and have a family and like just do like gigs in my local area. I mean, if I did a world tour, that'd be tight. Of course. Yeah. I mean, a good, a good experience, um, you know, probably good money most likely. Um, but yeah, I would uh, I would I don't have a desire to do like to be a big time DJ. I just want to be involved. You know, like yeah. I want to throw shows, you know, I want to put people on to like in positions where they can like play on a big stage you know that's like, what i was gonna ask you um because you're talking about how you want to be like consistently booked um have you thought about like doing like a like a little mini festival like because like we kind of did something similar it's like a, a scary con you know mm-hmm. our buddies at scary at scary cast did um you know they had a like a little thing at a bar it was pretty cool and we had uh it was them uh us and then uh, a third podcaster a murderous affair murderous affair yeah and, um, you know, it's like, it was kind of cool cause it's like, you know, they helped us like get that like public exposure, you know, probably mm-hmm. put some people onto our show, mm-hmm. put some people onto their show. Yeah. So I'm saying like, it like, I, I'm sure you know enough DJs 
and you know like planners and, or people who like orchestrate that stuff mm-hmm. where you could probably set up like your own little event that you have like once a year you know like have you thought about doing something like that uh that's definitely something that i have planned for myself in the future with the whole like throwing my own shows type stuff mm-hmm. um i want to be able to like do that exact thing you know yeah. like give people DJs I know because I know a lot of amazing DJs who just don't get the recognition that they deserve you know that have been doing it for years you know and I want to put them into positions where they can you know do what they love on a big stage you know that'd be so sick that'd be better feeling than being a DJ you know yeah putting all these people like damn this guy put me on you know Mm-hmm. He, he believes in me, you know, right. <laughs> and he paid me. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but actually, I mean, I mean, kind of just to uh, officially, you know, kind of merge the two ideas together. That's kind of how we started feeling about, you know, I don't think we're going to like ever stop doing our show if this idea comes to fruition. But like we were thinking about like, and I'm sure we've told like I, I've maybe told you this before, like the biggest thing that stops everyone from doing what we do is the fact that I have the equipment and they don't. Yeah. You know, so it's like I just put myself into debt and bought cameras and a nice and nice mics and stuff like that. But there's every single day there's someone who's like, oh, I'd love to start a podcast about cooking or sports or, you know, but yeah. it's just like, how do I do that? Like, you know, where do I go about this? Like, oh, man, that costs this much money. Fuck, I don't have that. So it's like I've had the idea of just like I wanted to make this almost like a conglomerate in a way where it's just like you have Basement Dweller Studios but it's your show, you know, mm. it's like, you know, you come in and the, you do what you love to do that makes like you YMH? happy. Kind of. Yeah, exactly like that. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of like where we got the idea and it's like, yeah, you just, and, but not even know so much to like, eventually I'd like to think we're, we're going to be buddies, but it's just like, if someone has a great idea and we meet them, it's like, Oh, if you want, like talk about it. Yeah. You know, like I was like, I've been doing work. Uh, I've been doing uh, audio and video work for this esthetician company. And, um, essentially like they were like, like while I was doing the voiceovers the other day, they were like, playing around because I brought the mics and stuff like that. And they're like, oh, this is so fun. Like, I feel like, you know. And by the end of the night, they were like, oh, we should do, like, a podcast about, like, the trials and tribulations of, like, esthetician slash working for yourself, like, like local business. It's like, yeah, man, you anyone will listen. Like, like, like you have, like, any topic has listeners and a lot more than you think. If we yeah. have fans, you right. have fans. <laughs> right, you know, so it's like that. Like, so, yeah, I totally get it where it's just like I, I love that you love the idea of watching other people succeed mm-hmm. and and it, and it does you a little service of just like i helped them not in a way where it's like i fucking made you yeah. but it's, but it's more so just like i'm so glad that i was able to get you off of your feet to do something that you love that at one point you thought was just yeah a dream exactly i think it'd be so sick to have all the homies on the lineup and like have a big stage with like full production and just throw a kick-ass show and just have it like I just like yeah, that would just be the coolest thing ever, <laughs> and like yeah, just putting people on and like having the people like you said like having people who have the equipment, you know, comp- you know who are also interested in the same things. Like I wouldn't be uh, where I'm at knowing all the stuff that I know if it wasn't like the people that I, you know, allowed me to touch their expensive equipment. You Shout know, what I mean? Shout out Lorenzo, battery low. <laughs> Shout out. Shout out. Uh, yeah, him fucking. My homie Queso, Gmo, Bing Bang, Flip Flop, all those, um, <laughs> you know, just start naming them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just like growing and like learning all the stuff that I have, like it just makes me want to do more for them, you know, because I want to. That's what the the main yeah, goal you gotta is. Build is each like, other up. Yeah, yeah same man. thing with you guys. It's like I, I always tell you, like I want to, I want to, I want, I want you guys should do this. You guys should, do, right, you know, yeah. just like I want to bring you guys on. I want to oh, put yeah. you guys up. That's my. 
that's just like that's just how I am. I just I I just I see I see it in people. Like I fuck with you guys. I fuck with the podcast. Like it's so sick to that you guys are doing it. Like you took that step, you know? That's yeah. what I want to do for like the DJs who are like, mm-hmm. you know. Especially now, like especially with everything that's going on in the world and everything's so fucking expensive and like you got so many things to worry about. It's like this is the opportune time to like focus on your passions and like you know, and I know that's easier said than done sometimes, but it's like, you know, like, like Christian's a fucking amazing artist. And I know that one day he has a bad day at work and he's like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going to get myself a fucking canvas. I'm going to paint a magnum opus, like, because it's like therapeutic. It's like, you have to do that. And I think that Phoenix and I'm very biased, but it's just like, I think Phoenix is such a Mecca of so many great ideas, regardless of whether you're DJing, you're a live band, you're doing podcasting, you're fucking Twitch streaming. It doesn't matter what you're doing, but it's just like there, I've never experienced such a welcoming and all encompassing community of whatever it is that you do. Mm-hmm. I don't think we've really ever had anyone that's like, this sucks other than us. Like a couple episodes. <laughs> no, that's I, think yeah. I think you're right about that. I honestly see Phoenix as kind of becoming like almost like the new LA, you know? Because L.A., like, I don't know if you've been there recently. It just kind of seems of, like, the well, rotting carcass like, yeah. of, like, what once of was. Of Hollywood. Yeah. yeah. So you know, it's Mark like, Wahlberg says Las Vegas is the new L.A. I'm, no, Las Vegas is Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, I just get that feeling of, like, of like in Phoenix. Like, Phoenix is very, like, progressive in a lot of aspects, not so much in others. But, um you know, it looks like it does. Like, like, like downtown Phoenix, like, totally embraces like local artists and musicians, and yeah, one hundred percent. You know, shit like that. So it's like you really get that vibe of like something new coming out of a boring a city that used to be boring. Yeah, you know, there's there's just a lot of like, um, like different. There's a lot of different people around here, like you know, like that are into certain things. You know, going back to like the little niches. You know, and it's just like it's about going into those places and like talking to people and meeting them and like having the conversation like you're into this. I'm into this, but I also do this. You know, it's like it gets people like networking, man. Yeah, networking pretty much essentially. But like also building relationships with friends, you know, and like are actually building, making friends that are into the same things. You know what I mean? Like like having friends that other friends that do podcasts or like it's just like you can bounce ideas off of each other or like, hey, what do you do with this or like equipment or oh yeah dude, we, we became fast friends with scaredy cast when they came on like yeah because they had like they had some sort of knowledge right that yeah we could, were like, like fucking around and from joking something. like before the show even went on and then after the fact like we hung out for a couple more hours over some beers and like had a few come yeah, one of the first things they said was just like what the fuck is this setup like, like we, damn yeah like, <laughs> they've never experienced you know that, so that is that is kind of like a cool feeling like yeah. i mean I, it was all him but like it's it's cool like when we have people come in and they're like oh shit <laughs> you know like, like, it was legit yeah right so i don't know man it was it was nice to just leave off on that on that on that note of just positivity and and, and if it's I've said this a thousand times and I'll say it a thousand times again. Like we can be silly and stuff like that, but this is all just because me and Christian just have a dream to just be fucking goofy. Like, and it's yeah. just like, whatever it is, like big or small, like fucking go up to obtain just get it on your you know? grind just man. on the fucking grind set, man. One of the best things Davian ever told me, and you told me it yesterday, but you've said it to me before is like, you have like that, like tenacity to like, just get what you need. Mm-hmm. So like you told me yesterday, you were like, I need, I just I start every day and I have to go, how am I going to make $500 today? 
Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. and that's a crazy mindset, dude. Oh, yeah. Like that—that's insane. Like it's not not like it's unachievable. Like it absolutely is, especially in your line of work and stuff. Yeah, but it's like that's a, a an awesome way to think about stuff. Like, yeah, just how am I gonna get my nut today? Like, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, like I said on the last episode, like one of my favorite quotes I ever heard was, "The grass is greener where you take care of it." You know, like instead of thinking about other people's success and like, oh man, I wish I had that. It's like focus on where you're at. You know, and you can get there, you know, but uh, we'll go ahead and wrap it up here. We definitely, I could have talked for like three hours. It's giving me so much forever. anxiety that the roadcaster is not right here. So I can't see what time we're at, you know, um, Davian, I'm so glad the power didn't go out this time. It was, it, it was such an awesome episode. You know, we love you. I love you like a brother and it's love always awesome hanging out with you and having on the show. Uh, if you want to plug some socials, where can people find you? All that fun stuff. Uh, I'm on Instagram, pretty much everything at salute period music. So follow me. Come see me, DJ. Anything coming up? Uh, I DJ um, the 28th and the and next Saturday. So Modern Margarita and Kona. If you want to come check me out, that'd be cool. Cool say, basement. Hell yeah. Say you saw me on The Basement Dwellers. That'd Fuck be, yeah. That'd be tight. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude, that'd be super tight. But yeah. I wanted to say real quick before you wrap it up that I I, I appreciate you guys a oh, lot. Yeah. And that oh, yeah. I, I love you guys a lot and I miss you guys a lot. Oh, we miss and you I'm, too, man. I'm glad to hang out with you guys and do this stuff with you. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad we made this work. And for all you listening, thank you so much for tuning in. We appreciate you more than you know. And uh, have a great old night. We'll see you next time. Bye. Later. If you like what you heard, tap into their Instagram and Twitter. The information's right below with their email. It's time you bit the bullet and started caring about something with all your heart and energy. Be sure to log into the channel by subscribing and check out the previous episodes. But until then, we'll see you next week with a new one. We out for now. We out for now.